welcome to EHS on Tap. I'm your host, Jay Kumar, Editor-in-Chief of EHS Daily Advisor. This week, I talked to Lyndon Terpstra, CEO and founder of EHS Support Source, about her efforts to bring the EHS industry and consultants together. And now, on to the interview. I'm joined today by Lyndon Terpstra, founder and CEO of EHS Support Source. Welcome, Lyndon. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, thanks for being here. And I was wondering, before we... Uh, we're going to talk about EHS Support Source and how you got that started. But before that, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about yourself. For sure. So I'm Lyndon Terpstra. I'm the CEO and founder, obviously, of EHS Support Source, which is a startup. And our goal is to connect industry leaders with the right EHS experts. But um, as I get older, I've been realizing that I'm kind of an atypical engineer. I find a whole lot of joy in diving into different topics and really finding solutions for myself just to make my life easier and hopefully other people. But I've also been kind of an explorer in my life. I just love exploring things. A couple of years ago, I set out to bicycle from Alaska to Argentina, which is a episode for a whole other podcast. But (laughs) right now I'm just building this EHS network marketplace and I'm super stoked about it. And what's sort of your, now you worked in safety before, right? Right. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. So kind of just stumbled upon EHS Mm -hmm. right out of school, went into consulting and had a lot of opportunities to dive into a bunch of different topics there. So started in air permitting, went and did some environmental multimedia work, and then later just transitioned to kind of a process safety consulting role, which aligned really well with my mechanical engineering background. And in that role, I was doing a lot of process safety work, combustible dust, CFATs, and I don't know. It was just a really great experience. But after that, I love consulting. I love the diversity of it. But I thought that I could probably be a better consultant if I went to the industry side. Mm-hmm. So I spent a number of years in industry, and that just helped me a lot to round out my skills and you know understand industrial hygiene and looking at everything from the organization perspective to like take a more holistic approach. But yeah, I. I loved working in industry. It was really fun time, but I have been curious. So as a journalist, you have like a really extensive background in a whole lot of topics, but how did you stumble upon working in EHS? Um, I, well, I originally was a newspaper reporter and then kind of got into more specialized uh, writing. So I was writing about, I've been writing about healthcare safety for a long time. And my company also sort of has a healthcare sort of side. And then and this safe BLR is more of a safety side. So they had like an opening on, uh, on sort of the, one of the safety pubs. And I thought I'd uh, give it a shot. So I've been doing this for a couple of years, but, but yeah, but you know, a lot of it translated cause I, I was already writing about OSHA and the CDC and stuff like that on, you know, in terms of healthcare. So I, you know, wasn't too much of a leap to understand a lot of the similar issues on this side. So, Yeah, it's a whole other realm focusing on EHS, though. It's just, yeah. you know, there's a lot of different topics to dive into. I imagine you're never bored from the journalistic side. I mean, definitely, like, probably the biggest thing I've had to really dig into is ESG, which I wasn't really familiar with before. So that's, you know, that, that was a whole uh, new world of, you know, terms and things to understand. But uh but yeah, it, it, you know, it's such a EHS covers so so many different things. So it's it's definitely been uh, been a learning process and uh, and very interesting. So 
Yeah, I was listening. I've been listening to a lot of your different podcasts and I was really enjoying the one with Moangi talking about oh, yeah. AI and the different applications and, you know, just such cutting edge technology. I, I think you're, you know, touching on a lot of great topics overall in the EHS film. So we're all really appreciative that you do this work. Oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah. but, but I'm supposed to be interviewing you. So we're going to get back to that. <laughs> um, good. So how did you get the idea to start uh, EHS Support Source? Yeah. And I guess um, what <laughs> yeah, for sure. So from a high level, our goal at EHS Support Source is really to advocate for industry professionals and equip them with enough information to make really good third-party hiring decisions for anything that they might be outsourcing for. So hiring an air permitting consultant, industrial hygienist, maybe safety trainers, anyone maybe even to like waste haulers, people who are managing your waste on site. Um, and the reason that I came across this is so I was working in industry and I found that it was pretty difficult to figure out who to hire um, and we can talk about that later but we support leaders in their effort with outsourcing so we help them gather proposals we'll vet those individual references um, we'll check in with the consultants make sure that their skills align and then we'll present those proposals in a way where industry professionals can compare them easily like for like but on a more granular level I think that one thing that really sets us apart is that our goal is to really highlight individual consultants' expertise and in a way that we're kind of gamifying that process. So for every individual, we have it set up. So all everything they add to the site, their featured projects, when their clients review them, when they respond to a forum question, it feeds, in, it feeds into their score for those like subcategories of work and industries and locations. So you can really see who is an expert in a particular topic. Like I imagine that, you know, you guys set out a list of topics that you want to talk about throughout the year. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm curious, like, how do you go about finding individuals to talk about those specific topics? Um, you know, it's obviously there's been work done before I got there in terms of building the network of people. But also, you know, we just have uh, either it's connections, you know, through other people or, you know, people we, you know, see speaking at conferences and reach out to you know stuff like that so so we do have people who, who will just sort of say hey i'm you know i'm i'd like to work with you guys on this uh or we you know we just learn about people and 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 do it that way so it's kind of all different ways but you know it's just sort of building that network like i'm sure you've been doing yeah for sure and and for us we're just trying to bridge that gap so imagine you know you mentioned esg earlier mm -hmm. but uh and imagine you wanted to learn more about the esg implications specifically on the oil and gas industry and maybe you wanted to look like i want to look in offshore or something so on ideally on our platform you could come to us and you could see who is the highest rated individual consultant that like for those particular industries and you you could get have a pretty good estimate that they may be a good source for what you're looking for and how long has EHS Support Source been in operation? Yeah, so we're an early stage startup. Um, basically, this idea was like a brainchild starting in quarter four of last year. Oh, okay. Mostly so out, yeah, mostly out of frustration and like finding uh, those niche consultants um, while I was working in industry. I was in a pretty new sector in the battery recycling sector. Um, so being able to like figure out who was an expert on particular topics was pretty difficult, even with a pretty robust network. So I was like, there has to be a better way for doing this. Um, so now would you consider yourself launched now or are you still sort of working towards that? 
Yeah, so we have an active website every day. I'm working to build out the network um, and identifying who is providing what services in different areas. Uh, and along with that, like anytime industry is looking to outsource work and they're not sure where to start, we're happy to help guide them through that process as well. So we are out there, we are in the open, um, actively trying to improve every day on how we're doing things. Um, and so now, obviously consultants, you know, work for themselves essentially. How, so how would, would you uh, make money uh, by working? Do you get like a sort of like a finder's fee kind of thing or how does that, how does that work? Yeah, so our goal really is to remain impartial in that whole process. Um, but for consultants that are looking to sign up to our platform, whether they're small firms, large firms, individual freelancers, we operate on a subscription model. And that basically they can sign up for free, they can build out their profile, they can bid on their first proposal for free. Um, but if they receive leads through the system or if they want to bid on additional projects, they'd need to sign up for at least that individual subscription. But on the industry side, everything we do is basically to support them in making good hiring decisions. Mm -hmm. um, so that subscription model kind of allows us to remain impartial in that, um, just making sure that they get the best support for their needs. Um, and it's always free for industry. So if industry professionals sign up, we use our system, it's, it's free for them. And it was basically sort of, you know, you weren't seeing anything like this out there. Um, so that was sort of the, uh, the idea behind kind of, you know, coming up with this. Right. I just found that the outsourcing process was pretty difficult. So like in my experience, we were often outsourcing work. A lot of times people are outsourcing because maybe they don't have enough workload or maybe just to like supplement an area of expertise um, where maybe their staff doesn't have that particular expertise. And in most cases, the search process for finding someone to hire, I know that time is going to be like my limiting factor and, and their limiting factor. So in general, like you're checking your network. I'm, I was doing a lot of asking around. I'm heading to Google, which I felt largely uncomfortable about, <laughs> looking at LinkedIn. And we all know that like just that basic search process, there is a lot of time invested in that. And normally in these moments, we don't have a lot of time. That's why we're outsourcing in the first place. Yeah. If I had the time, I could, I could probably be doing that work on my own. So if users come to EHS Support Source, they can avoid, avoid that whole ambiguous search process. It's all in one place, what companies do where they do it, how their clients rate them, and they can easily find what they're looking for and streamline that bidding process there as well. And obviously there's headhunters out there that, you know, people can go to, to, you know, find professionals, but, you know, it's a different kind of setup, right? I mean, in terms of, you know, how you work with them and how, you know, sort of how they get paid. Right, exactly, exactly. And, and um, it's really, just to create more visibility and transparency to the services that are already out there as well. Um, and, you know, what have you uh, sort of, have you heard from people sort of about, you know, the idea and sort of uh, wanting to get involved, you know, what, what's been the response so far? Yeah, it's been, it's been great. Obviously there are two sides here, you know, there's the industry side mm -hmm. and there's the consulting side. And I think on both sides, the reaction has been very positive. So our, our goal is to make sure that both sides are having a great experience whenever they outsource work at the, at the bottom line, that's what we're trying to do. And on the industry side, you know, companies are often hiring consulting firms, they're signing contracts. Often when they hire, you know, maybe they didn't have a full understanding of that individual's capabilities and the level of service that they provide. And they potentially, you know, pay a ton of money just to realize midway through a project that 
you know, they might have to go in a different direction or, or they're really not getting their needs met, which is a huge sunk cost from a time perspective, from a money perspective. So across the board, they're like really excited about a solution that can not only alleviate that like ambiguous process in, in hiring someone or when they're outsourcing work, but ensuring that they are probably, or they're definitely going to be hiring the best person for the job on the longer term. And then on the other side of things, um, you know, there are consultants out there, there are experts out there, um, there are different levels of tenure, many people have different areas of expertise. And in this case, we're creating an environment where they're able to market directly to their primary service um, target market so that they don't have to sell to everyone. They don't have to go to conferences, um, not, you know, not necessarily in like pitch people that may or may not use their service or, or need their service, but they can really prioritize like all their marketing ex ex efforts where they'll be most useful. But at the end of the day, we're we're just trying to make sure that the right individuals are connected to the right projects and and be that impartial vetting process in between. Do you have any sense of what the uh, percentage of consultants is out there? I mean, in terms of like, you know, companies having folks, you know, uh, on staff versus using consultants, is, is it like, you know, I mean, it sounds like it's growing, you know, just in terms of. Uh, not wanting to have, you know, sort of that overhead, I guess. But um, do you have any kind of sense on like sort of how that, how quickly that's growing uh, in terms of the industry? I think that's such a good question. And obviously that's, that's something I've been trying to really gauge as like who is outsourcing, mm -hmm. who is like managing a lot of things internally. And it seems to me like the, the bigger companies, um, you know, like the, the Dow's, the DuPont's, the, the John Deere's of the world, like the larger uh, Fortune 500 companies, they are very well staffed out. You know, they have on-site support. They generally have a core team of internal experts. They'll have an industrial hygienist on staff. Mm -hmm. They'll have an environmental like expert in their different areas on staff. But it's really these smaller mid-sized companies that don't have the capability to one, like hire full-time staff. For, just, so they're outsourcing a lot more work. And also like maybe more, uh, niche industries where they can operate on um, just like a very few low level amount of employees that they're outsourcing a lot of work as well. So that's a great question. I've, I've really been trying to figure out, you know, who is doing a lot of the outsourcing and, and my background in consulting has certainly helped me understand that too. Um, and I see how like on your website, you've got about 20 different categories um, that you have set up. Do you see that growing? Because, I mean, it just seems like, you know, EHS covers a lot of ground as we were talking about. So I imagine like there's probably even more things that you could probably get into, right? Totally, for sure. So if you if you go to our website and if you sign up for an account, it, like I said, it's free. Uh, but basically, you can search for different services based on those categories and subcategories of work. So I think I have 20, like 18 categories, which are going to be your really high level mm -hmm. air quality, water quality, industrial hygiene, process safety, those different topics. And then those each break down into like 350 subcategories. Oh, wow. So you're able to get super granular with what you're looking for, even if like hey, we want to report our greenhouse gas emissions through the carbon disclosure project. Like you could specifically search for people who are doing that kind of work um, along with, you know, anything that you might be looking for, you know, like which which companies could I send a particular type of waste to and search by that as well. Uh, and, and like uh, like you mentioned, uh, you know, I imagine it's pretty tough if you're a consultant just kind of, you know, 
getting your name out there, especially if you're, if you're just starting out, um, you know, cause like you said, there's, there's so many different things that, you know, companies can kind of go to and, and, you know, there's a lot of, I, I guess it's sort of, you're kind of providing a, you know, sort of a guidance for both sides of it, you know, to bring them together. Right. So you're like the matchmaker. Yeah. Yeah, totally. One thing that I'm, uh, well, I, on the consulting side, obviously most of the people, you know, I've worked in consulting. I really know what consultants are like, and most of them, they want to help provide in their area of expertise. They're not marketing people. They don't want to spend that time marketing. They are billing on a time and materials basis. And really they just want to do the work. So giving them that outlet where, Hey, I'm here look at my, look at how my clients have reviewed me, look at all these other projects that I've worked on, you know, really bridging the gap. And then um, one thing I'm super excited about on the industry side that I'm working on is I'm working on these industry or I, I call them sub industry quick references. Mm -hmm. So one of them that I'm working on right now is for the dairy, dairy production industry. Um, so your cheeses, your milk products, those different things. And looking at it from let's say someone joins the dairy industry and they're working in a particular state and they're, they may not be familiar with that industry and they may not be familiar with that state, but I basically lay everything out for them. You know, hey, here are your common emission sources. Do you need help with emission calculations? Here are um, services in your area or su supporting that particular state that are really knowledgeable about it. Um, everything from, hey, you're probably using ammonia for your refrigeration process. You're likely gonna be subject to PSM, to RMP, probably CFATs and looking at everything across the EHS spectrum to just give them that quick, easy, high level guide of make sure you're looking out for this. If you do need help, here are some resources that are available. It's almost like a reference tool for folks. Right, right. I call it a quick reference, but okay. I'm well, excited to build that out for all, all yeah, for all these different sub industries and, and locations. I mean, I imagine that's a lot of work putting all that together. Yeah, it's great. But um, I think at looking at it from industry, you know, we're all moving across, you know, different industries. Rarely, I think, do people stay in the same industry for their new career. So there is a learning curve um, when you do move to another industry. And if I can help alleviate that and provide them with resources, I think that will be quite valuable. Um, and when do you sort of uh, envision the company really kind of, you know, being at full speed. Uh, I know you're kind of right sort of at the beginning of, uh, or I don't even know if you would call it pre-launch because you're already kind of launched, but you know, what's sort of your uh, timeline for, uh, for the company? Yeah. So we're rapidly expanding as much as possible. Really I'm, I'm based out of the Midwest. So we're starting here kind of core in the Midwest and, and really trying to identify everyone who's working here in the Midwest. So we really get a feel of okay, if you're outsourcing, who who can we go to? How are their clients reviewing them and getting those key reviews from industry as well? And then expanding from there. But I imagine, you know, there's a lot of work out there. There's a lot of outsourcing going on. And, and I think people really need support in this realm. So over the coming years, just going to continue to grow and grow. And yeah, we're excited about it. And basically US-based right now, correct? Right. US-based, but obviously opportunity to expand internationally, maybe yeah. five, 10 years down the road. Every, every country handles things a little differently. They all have their unique regulations. Right, right. Um, yeah. So in, I actually had someone sign up from Australia the other day. Oh, wow. I was like, wow, like how, how did you even find this? You know, this is crazy. <laughs> but I was really, you know, I was really excited that, you know, we're getting 
um, put out there in other countries as well. And, and people are seeing us and, and seeing the need. Do you have like a, a, a target number of consultants to have, you know, sort of working with you or, you know, is, are you not really kind of quantifying that at this point? Yeah, at this point, I'm not really quantifying that. I, I think even, even today, we can provide a lot of service to industry just in that outsourcing process and basically saying, you know, as as we get more and more familiar with the train and everyone who's working in this spectrum, hey, oh, you're looking for confined space trainer training. Here are a number of people in your areas. We'll go help you get those quotes. We'll ask for references from them and we'll go check those references. So even, even today, we can still provide a lot of value. But yeah, not really quantifying that at, at this moment. And you mentioned, you know, you're, you're based in the Midwest. Are you, are you kind of uh, looking for folks in other regions to sort of, you know, help you kind of quant or I guess sort of uh, figure out who's in different regions like the Northeast or the Southwest or, you know, Northwest or wherever? Right, definitely. While, while I'm based in the Midwest and really trying to build my nationwide network, I've been going to a lot of conferences all over the U.S. Like I was just at AIHA last week. I'm planning to go to AWMA next week and different safety conferences as well. So just trying to really get a grasp nationwide on on who's doing what and who the key resources are. Well, Lyndon, uh, it's been great talking to you and, uh, you know, good luck with uh, with getting uh, things rolling. It sounds like you're already uh, already got a good base built here. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jay. Thanks for having me. No problem. And if uh, anyone's looking to sign up, you can go to ehssupportsource.com. Um, and as always, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. All right. That wraps up episode 161 of EHS on tap. You can find more information about the show and listen to on-demand episodes at ehsdailyadvisor.blr.com. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for listening. And I hope you join me next time. Mm-hmm.